Hey everybody, it's Dan and Sam with the Discipleship Garage. We're here to look, uh, take another look at identity. This will be our fourth talk on identity. We'll be talking about um, what would it look like if God actually put on flesh and came to the earth. Sam, you want to open us a prayer? Um, yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you're going to do through this uh, video and with all the lives that you're going to touch and just ha let everybody be receiving and Jesus name amen amen thank you so we've talked um we've talked in a couple of the other videos that um, really our identity comes from the image we were made in we were made in God's image uh, right from the very beginning uh, back in Genesis it said that um, God said uh, let us make man in our image and then he and then he actually went ahead and did it he actually made man and woman in his image and we saw how that image was lost and broken and damaged um, but now we're going to take a look at, um, as we start working through what it looks like to have that image restored, because that's ultimately what we're here for. That's also ultimately the message of the gospel is our lost image restored and bought back because of what, <coughs> because of what God did for us um, and when he sent his son. But in order to know um, what it looks like to actually live that image, um, we've got to kind of ask ourselves, what would it look like if um, if God were on the earth? Sam, what do you think it would look like if God were on the earth? Without knowing the Bible? Well, no, from the Bible. Okay. Well, from the Bible, I would, I think he's like this wonderful person and he came to die for us and he didn't just come to die for us, but he came to show us how we should walk on the earth and showed us what we should do whenever, uh, here, whenever we're here on the earth. So if you had to pick one person to give you the best example of what it would look like with God on the earth, who would it be? Jesus. Jesus would be the right answer. Um, and where, if you, if I told you to go figure out what Jesus' life looked like, where would you go? Bible. Where in the Bible? Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So the Gospels. Um, the first four books of the New Testament really do kind of show us um, what, they show us what Jesus' life looked like. They show us how he lived. Um, and not necessarily all of it. We get glimpses of his, we get a couple little snapshots of his birth, um, a snapshot or two of his childhood, but then we see him um, when he's right around 30 years old and he's actually starting his ministry. But that's what we see. It's what is what it looks like when a man, Jesus, because Jesus was completely a man. Um, the Bible does say that he was fully man and fully God, but he was a man just like me, just like you. Um, but he was a man filled with the Holy Spirit, just like we have the opportunity to be. And the life he lived is the life he actually called us to. Um, we've got a scripture that kind of talks about that. Sam, give us the first one. Colossians 1.15 He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So what does that say to you, Sam, when you see that? Um us being able to see God. The second half kind of confuses me. The firstborn over all creation? Yeah. So that actually talks about, um, really just kind of shows us that he was there from the beginning. Because remember when we talked about Genesis, that it says he was, um, that God said, let us make man in our image. So he's talking to someone else. So Jesus is actually there. He was firstborn. He was actually there at the very, very beginning. Um, and it also talks about, um, when we talked about um, 
after the fall, we talked about God's plan for our redemption and for our salvation and undoing of what sin did. Um, we read that, um, my mind just went blank. We read that, um, Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. So that's, it, it all kind of point, it all kind of rolls together. It shows he's the very first, he's the firstborn over all creation. So he is actually, Jesus was first and he's actually over absolutely everything. Um, but he is, he is the image of the invisible God. So the very image that we were created and what we should actually look like, what we were actually created to look like anyways, um, we see in Jesus. So the things he did, the way he lived, um, really kind of gave us that example, because if not, what, how would we know what to do? Because we see glimpse that we see all the characteristics of God in the old Testament. Um, but if we look to the old Testament to see what our lives should look like, um, walking in God, then we're probably going to run killing a whole lot of people. Um, because there's a whole lot of times when God passed judgment on the earth and, well, nations were wiped out. I mean, there was that one point in time, if you remember correctly, because of sin, he wiped out the entire world. So if we're looking at all, if we're trying to go through the, all the Old Testament and say, well, I'm going to be like God, then we start passing judgment. Um, we start getting wrath and anger and, and just really kind of, we get caught up in ourselves and trying to think that it's God and we start passing judgment and just start trying to like beat up everybody and kill people. And that's just a bad idea. Um, but we get a better picture of that in Jesus. So what's the next verse, Sam? John 1, 14. And the world became, uh, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we be, beheld. beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten. Begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So what's your take on that one? Um. Who's the word? Let's start there. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. You get a loss? No. Just trying to find out how to articulate it. Go for it. So... The word was Jesus, and it kind of hints at that whenever it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And the second part where it says, and we behold his glory, whenever it said behold, behold his glory, I kind of thought about the Holy Spirit. Okay. He had the Holy Spirit, and we can also have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of what I'm getting from it. Absolutely, and that and that leads us kind of right into it, where this verse is going, um, because it was Jesus that came that became flesh. Um, actually, the earlier parts of John say, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." So we know that Jesus and God are are, are one and the same, even though we see them two different ways. Um, and it says, "The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He came down to live with us, and we beheld His glory." So we actually, so people actually saw it. We were actually able to see the glory of God, the glory as of the only begotten. So the only, the only conceived, the only created um, of the father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus had the Holy Spirit. He was full. He was a man filled with the Holy Spirit, but he walked full of grace and grace is all of God's power that's given to us. And that's one of the great things. And that's um, really probably an important thing to hit on at this point in time, that when we're actually trying to walk this life out and actually live our lives like Christ, that it's not anything we can do on our own. Um, I know I've tried. It doesn't work well. 
How about you, Sam? No. No. Not really. Doesn't doesn't usually work too well when we try to do all these things ourselves, um, but we go through. Um, but the grace of God, it's everything that God can give us. It's all the power and strength of God. That's what enables us to actually walk this life out um, when we get to the point of surrendering our life to him. So, but Jesus walked full of grace and truth. There was never a false word that came out of Jesus' mouth, um, which is so much unlike so many of us that um, we're not always that way. And it's not, ju- it's not saying that you're a bad person or bad people, but sometimes stuff just kind of happens and sometimes stuff just kind of goes. Um, but we look at, when we look at Jesus' life, we see, we can look at the gospels and we see um, all the different things that he did in life. Sam, what are some of the big things of Jesus' life that stand out to you, the things that he did? He calmed. He calmed the water. Okay. That I don't know why, but that sticks out to me. He calmed that storm. Yeah, and he the loaves of bread and the fish. Okay. I I know these may look like little things, but to me, for some reason, they're pretty big because like the boy came and had a few loaves of bread and a few fish and then god and then jesus just multiplied them and the kid just must have been like that would be enough to feed like all my generations of my family yeah and he went out and fed all those people and jesus came not just to give us physical bread and fish Mm -hmm. but he came to give us spiritual bread and fish okay how so uh you're right he came to not just he came to not just give us food but give us more than that give us power and authority in him Mm Because the Bible does say that man does not live by bread alone, right? But by every word that yeah. comes from the mouth of God. Um, that's actually a scripture that Jesus quoted at the devil. But no, you're you're absolutely right that, I mean, Jesus came and he, he multiplied all that food, but it wasn't, his, his purpose wasn't just to fill their bellies so they wouldn't be hungry that day, um, but to fill them with something more that would be more, that would be more sustaining. So even if they were hungry, but still they, they're sustained, they're carried on. They've got something that actually keeps them going in life. Um, it's like he looked to the wo- to the woman and says, um, "If you um, if you drink of the water that I give, you'll never thirst again. I've come to give you living water." Um, he said that, and Jesus also said that my flesh is my flesh is food, and my blood is drink. So it's it, it's that invitation to actually be part of Him. And even though we may be physically hungry, we have we actually have the ability to walk a life where we're not actually wanting and desiring and having to pursue all these things of the world. And all these things that the world says you have to have, but we can actually follow after Jesus and actually find satisfaction. We can actually be satisfied. Um, some of the, I mean, those are some of the great miracles that he did. I mean, he, he calmed the storm. He fed um, the multitudes um, a couple different times. Um, we see that he raised the dead. He healed the lepers. He healed the sick. He made the blind to see. He made the lame to walk. Um, and actually the Bible says that if everything he did were written down, the world at that time could not contain the books. So he did so many things, so many miraculous things, so much stuff that there's no way it could have even all been recorded. Um, And that seems like a lot, but um, 
if we look on to the next verse in John 14, 12, we see something um, and it really stands out as pretty amazing. Go ahead and read that for us. Then. This is John 14, 12. Most assuredly, assuredly, I say to you who he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father and the next question what are your thoughts i guess like we don't have the end kind of sticks out like we can't really do much without jesus yeah. well anything right anyways most of the time I mean, really in this in this passage jesus is kind of blowing all the all the like blowing all like the limits off um he says i say to you he who believes in me the works i do he will do and great and also greater so everything that jesus did which is a lot everything that jesus did he's actually telling us that we will have the ability to do and he actually says, we'll do greater works than these. Um, and he says it's all because he goes to his father. Um, because he was talking to his disciples right before he was getting ready to leave. Um, he'd promised them the Holy Spirit was going to come, but they didn't really understand what all that was yet. Um, but it was better for Jesus to go because if Jesus stayed, then everybody would have to go to where Jesus was to get this power, to be in this, to have, to see him. And well, the world would be flocking to Jesus and well, not everybody would be able to get there. But when he left and, came and sent the Holy Spirit, he actually gave us the ability to do everything that he did. So we are now his body. We're his hands and feet. We're the ones that are actually given the authority to go out and do everything that he did. So the people that are sick, the lame, the blind, those are the things that um, he said we will do if we believe. Um, one of the things that's lacking in so many, um, in so many lives that we, that, we, that we all seem to come up short of at times um, is walking in the things that Jesus walked. We're still we're still sitting there trying to figure out, well, how am I going to be nice to people today? Um, but the reality is, as we walk with Jesus, as we pursue him, as we get closer and closer and closer to him, the power and the availability is there in the Holy Spirit to actually do the things that Jesus did, to actually heal the sick, to raise the dead, um, and to multiply the food. If If there's not enough, well, Jesus multiplied food for everybody. Why couldn't we? Um, so there's all these things that are just laid out there as opportunities, as possibilities for us. Um, but the reality is we've got to figure out how to get there now. Because this, we've talked about like what that life looks like. But the next time when we get back on, we're going to talk a little bit more about, okay, so how do we get there? How do I actually start this process? And then we'll go on later on down the road to say, okay, so what does it look like to start walking this out? How do I actually live this life um, that I am actually was actually created for in the beginning? So with that, I think we'll wrap up. Sam, would you pray us out? Okay. Um, God, thank you for this time that we got to spend in your word and looking at what you have to say and really digging into it and uh, just help this clear every like clear up some stuff in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.